again to the M4 Project, a movie podcast where we watch films the wider public missed. Maybe it was too crap, too low budget, or too foreign. We watch it and tell you if it's worth watching. As always, I'm Matthew Jelanek. I'm Michael Sullivan. And I am Morgan Davidson. What do you got for us this week, Oof. Mike? Fill me. Fill me with your word soup. The other day, I was, I was standing <laughs> in line. Uh, I, think I, I think I was at... at at the chemist, I was probably my, my youngest child's informant that I was standing there and long line up and I was watching people as I, as I like to do and I saw someone do something that I found absolutely disgusting. It was absolutely repulsive and... They I, kissed a loved one. No, 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 no. Assholes. They were standing there in line and they were looking at the chocolates and I could see them making, making their mind up and I was like, oh, okay, I'm just watching this person. I love people watching. Yep. I love doing it. And I wasn't prepared... At all for what they were about to do. They they reached in to the chocolates and they reached past the crunchy and they grabbed a violet crumble. Oh. And I just went, Oh my fucking god! Because the violet crumble is, you know, there's like that one slither of hard. Oh, it's just on the who, side of, who reaches it's past like, a crunchy? That's like the whole bar is just the shit bit of the crunchy. But yeah, he's like, they cut it off and they go, here, send that to fucking Nestle, making violet crumbles out of it. Cadbury's got the good bit. <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, I was like, fuck, man, you are a twisted person. I'll be honest with you. I didn't, Don't say Don't. That. No, I didn't think they still sold violet crumbles. Well, they, well, they should. They're shit. <laughs> Like who? Like, oh, horrible, horrible thing. Like crunchies are the dominant. Like, did they? Did they also have like a child with them? Were they going to give this feral thing? I oh, fucking hope child? not. They didn't have a child with them. I hope they won't buy it for child because that child would be fucking disappointed. That's like when you go like. Well, maybe Chris- they were getting punished. It's like, yeah, I'll buy you a chocolate. <laughs> I'll, buy you a chocolate. <laughs> I'll buy a violet crumble. I prefer chocolate laxatives yeah. over violet fucking crumble. It's a dog biscuit, you shit. I was disgusted. I was like, man, you you need to fucking go see someone about your issues, man. Like. Seriously, no one reaches past a crunchy. Call the call the cops. It, are we sponsored by Crunchy? No, we're not. We that, should be. Cadbury's get on the phone. Please, Crunchy. <laughs> Please. Seriously though, that, that is a that should be written on the side of the, the packet. Crunchy. No one reaches past a crunchy. It's <laughs> a great tag. Uh, yeah, I was just I, I was like I was appalled. Anyway, sorry. Uh, into the movie. Anyway, into the movie. Uh, this week's movie was a mic choice. It was Ooh. a thriller. Uh, yes, um, we did that at the last thing. Um, what did we do? We went. We thriller, don't need to do it again. Thriller, no, don't need to do it's it my again. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Um, so, nineteen ninety-eight. Uh, Eighty-eight. Did I just say nineteen eighty-eight? No, I thought you said ninety-eight <laughs> again. I was shit at things. I'll keep it. Um, nineteen ninety-eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like paranoia. Anyway. Paranoia reference. Actually, we haven't had a paranoia reference in ages. Huh. Um, paranoia so, reference of the week. Thank you. Para- <laughs> Gotta get it. That in. was that was that's the earliest one ever, except for the paranoia. Episode. I haven't even really talked about Three this one. Three minutes in. Mat <laughs> it down. So essentially, uh, I think he's a curator at a museum, or at least he's at a museum. It starts off with the main character, who is uh, Harry Harry Washello. Yeah. Has he even have his surname said or anything? Yeah. Anyway, Harry. Uh, is our main character, played by Anthony Edwards. Um, he is uh, in a museum with, I assume, their school children. Le Bras Tar Pits. Ah, Le Bras Tar Pits, apparently. There you go, yeah. Tar Pits. Uh, where he apparently sees the love of his life. He sees the woman that is right for him. Julie. Julie, yes. 
So after several small run-ins and whatever, making little, her giggle, by yeah, whatever little charming thing he does yeah. with the kids or whatever, um, they eventually meet up and talk and fall head over heels for each other immediately. In that day, um, yeah. So they're going to set up for a date, which he sleeps through because apparently they're going to meet up at quarter past midnight. Because that's she when she finished, finished her shift. Well, shift, yeah. yeah. Um, he sleeps through it and when trying to get there to meet up with her to go for their date to see if she's still there, uh, receives a phone call from someone who thinks he's speaking to his father from... Yeah. Well, on a payphone. Yeah, on a payphone. It's, it's, it's a payphone. He calls Julie from a payphone. Obviously, she's still asleep. He's going to get a message. Get a, <laughs> she's not asleep, it. but we'll get to that yeah. later. We'll get, gets her answering <laughs> machine, yeah. uh, sort of hangs up and goes gets a new paper. The phone rings again. So he's like, maybe it's Julie. So he picks it up. And it's, uh, yeah, a guy in a, a, a missile silo, essentially saying, shit, this is the real deal. I'm thinking he's speaking to his dad. It's called the wrong area code. And instead of his dad, he's gone to his payphone. Uh, it's the real deal. We're going to blow our nuclear wad, as it were. The Cold War's going to turn hot. Yes, it's going to get very spicy and bubbly. There's and a bunch of code words and that sort of thing. Melty says, people. Dad, I'm sorry for that summer. I can only assume molestation of some variety. Um... From the sun to the yes, dad? Yes, yes. It's very weird. He'll know what he means when he says it. Um, <laughs> uh, essentially no, saying, really, no. Essentially saying that in 70 minutes, uh, the nukes are going to land. Uh, and I think from there on in the movie, it goes to real time. Yeah. Essentially, it's the rest of the movie is the, an hour and 10 minutes long, and then yeah. that's exactly when it sort of goes. Or does I, it? Is that a spoiler? Or yeah, does it? Is it? Is it not? Yeah, so that's that's essentially the, the start of it. It's... Yeah. Uh, they yeah. got to, are they going to get nuked? Are they not? How do they spend their last hour on Earth? What do they do? Yeah, that's at that point yeah, right there is where the movie for me got really frustrating oh, and man. didn't hold up until... Uh, do, we, do we have alternative titles for this one going on? Uh, yeah, I did, actually. I had uh, Miracle Mole. Uh, the alternate title was Struggle Street, um, <laughs> Road to Nowhere, Ooh, and man. Road to Frustration. I was going to go with Coincidences, the movie. It's just... <laughs> That, oh, is, that is appropriate. Everything is just a coincidence. I think even yeah. purposefully so. Yeah. To the point where even the start where the power goes down at the hotel was because a pigeon picked up his cigarette, cigarette. that he flicked, put it in the nest, which I, burnt down. Yeah. And, I, I have written yeah. here Miracle Mile Pigeon Arsonists because <laughs> they burned down the uh, electrical systems causing yeah. him to miss a date. Definitely is a long string of coincidences. Oh, if you've seen like, uh, the Dwayne The Rock Johnson film San Andreas, yes. that is coincidences part two. Okay. If you've seen that, it is just one long string of, oh no, the car broke down. Luckily there's a plane here. Oh no, the plane's going <laughs> to crash. Luckily we have parachutes. Oh my God, where are we going to land? Oh, thank God there's a boat. we got to wrap and run this wave. Luckily we're in a boat. And the boat has just got enough power to get yeah. that fucking one. Anyways, anyway, yeah. <laughs> back to this movie. Yeah. Before we go and carry out some performance, I'd just like to go on a little bit further from where you were there at, yes. where you're at there. So after Harry gets this call, he uh, goes and he tells the people in the diner. Uh, they think he's crazy originally to start off with, except of for one uh, really tough talking transvestite who doesn't really seem to give. She's like, fuck y'all, fuck y'all. And then a lady called uh, Lander, I think it was, yeah. starts making some calls and she's like finding out that like this guy's in, like this politician, he's. 
he's flown out of the country and this politician he's flown out of the country because they obviously know some shit's going on so they all pull into a truck uh, on their way to a plane to safety which is organised by the smart business woman called yeah. Lander um, he's just a land actually I'd like to put in there that it's just crazy coincidence that this lady that's really well connected with a mobile phone happens to be in, in the diner at quarter time. to four yeah. in the morning yeah exactly right well, uh, well yeah she's a she's a stock trader so they, like when he when she walks in oh. uh, the guy switches it to uh, to the stock trading channel she has books and that kind of thing oh, I understand that and she works she works at the bank as well so so it's a crazy coincidence that oh, yeah, she's a well connected lady with a mobile phone is there in the diner at uh, quarter to four in the morning hey diner's for everyone Mike <laughs> hey no I'm everyone's not, I'm not. welcome <laughs> anyway, Harry opts out of uh, opts out of the truck after learning that the driver won't stop for Julie, his soulmate of around about sixteen fucking hours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that was pause. Like, oh, I almost oh, felt like it was more. longer. Like they must have cut out a period of time. No, 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 where they, no, no. Oh. they didn't. No. Oh, well, it, they had they had the. I read that. I I read the thing, and it said the whole movie goes over the day and a night. They basically met. I believe that she then met up in the afternoon, did something, and organized the date because they went from the sounds of because he wasn't from there. Yeah, he he was was there. Yeah, Yeah. so literally, he's at the thing, and they go and watch that, and then they organize the date for later. Staying at a hotel. Yeah, exactly right. He's up in the area. So. Yeah, literally, the, the soulmate of, of 16 hours. Um, he loves love, man. Yeah, he does, he does. So he starts a mission to go and get Julie, uh, take her to a helipad, uh, to a building which has been organised again by one of Land- Lander's peeps. Uh, he hijacks a car, he steals a cop car, he burns, t- partakes in the burning of some police officers, ah, accidentally, oh, of course. Um, but, yeah, that's where it sort of... The ball gets more rolling after that mm-hmm. and like that the, initial. Pick. That scene annoyed me a lot. Why did that cop shoot the gun into the air? Oh, Why didn't make any sense? So she got doused in petrol as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, because the dude was trying to escape, so we shot him in the face with the petrol pump. Yeah. Uh, and then what is her response to that? Is to just get a pistol and shoot into the sky. <laughs> I, cops don't do that. I'm pretty sure they don't just shoot it, their it, gun into the sky for no particular reason. I mean, I've seen some westerns. That would be best <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. So that was. She could have been a prospector. She could have been a time traveling prospector, Mike. Yeah, that's true. And her partner who goes, "Oh, my legs on fire! Oh, I'm falling forward onto the fire!" Yeah. Oh my lord. Coincidence. (laughs) Moving on from that to characters, actors, and their performances. Go. Uh, Harry. Harry Anthony Edwards. He reminds me very much of. uh, There's another actor who basically plays that character in everything, but is better. I can't remember his actual <laughs> name. I'll have to look it up. He's in a lot of things. I'll have to look it up. Uh, it might be Anthony Edwards, actually. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he was fine, really, it's, for me. It, it was ugh. such an 80s movie. Oh, yeah, it was so very I 80s. wasn't expect, And it's also not... It, it's. I think it's classified as drama, but it's not like a hardcore... No. crying and people just have to interpret what they're crying about there's just a lot of exposition and talking so for the level of film it was he was fine he was yeah he was fine for the movie I the character I'm a massive fan of you know he falls for this Julie Bird way too hard he's willing to sacrifice himself in an attempt to try and save her I'm like dude what? you've man. known her for a fucking day he's just so frustrating frustrating he's on this truck to a plane to save save himself but he just gets off to go to go and get her um, I thought he was utterly frustrating in his futile attempts to try and get himself and Julie to the helipad. Yeah. Uh, I was just, I was overly, basically just frustrated. 
by this character. He blew multiple chances. Um, he caused the death, inadvertently, of course, of multiple people. And, and in the end, he was just willing to die at the end of this movie, basically, for fucking no reason. So yeah, I liked him. He, he was a good character. <laughs> I liked him. They were all very... They were all fine. Like, I don't know. I feel like the acting was not the, not the strong suit of the movie. Yeah. I was willing him to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's fair. I don't blame you at all. <laughs> I felt like a lot of issues with this film were that because it was in real time, they just had a lot of space to fill with things, mm-hmm. and those things were shit. <laughs> so it was just pointless dialogue and shitty back and forths and mm. we've still oh shit we still got 20 minutes to kill let's all leave the helipad again now that we're here oh, fuck just... that oh, <laughs> oh, my God. oh. Uh, from that point so we'll go into Julie played by <laughs> yeah. Mayor Winningham yeah. Yeah. Um, possibly the only character more annoying than Harry my god what is her dosage of fucking Valium I didn't honestly yeah. I didn't find her annoying I found her nothing like yeah. she was not a personality; she was uh-huh. the thing that he was chasing to say. Yeah, she she wasn't in it for a good chunk, so there's not a lot of character development there. Uh, she has perhaps one of the prime examples of the '80s ladies mullet. Yes, oh yes, scene. It yes. Is the it's, textbook picture. It's striking. It but is possibly not in a positive way. Yeah, I, I was like, oh my god, yeah, that's what the mullet looked like. I was glad they said though that she'd had some Valium because. Yeah. Originally, I don't say that. It carries on for about 40 seconds. You see, her, take, you see her taking some pills. Yeah, she yeah. some pills, and then later on, she's, oh, she's taking the Valium. Yeah, but I, I sort of missed that originally. Oh, and okay. then I see her, him pick her up, and for 45 seconds of him carrying around this sleeping woman, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then she's in the trolley. He's pushing this trolley on the road, and she's still asleep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but at this point, you know, it's Valium. And I'm like, Fuck, what is her dosage? Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, if it wasn't for her going to look for a pilot... After oh. Harry said, stay here. I will, I will look for a pilot. He finds a pilot, eventually. And then he looks up the road. And then he, she is running down the road trying to find a pilot. I'm like, oh, dear God. And like you said, they went, oh, got to fill it with some shit. Oh, she leave it looking for a pilot. So he has to go there and look for it. It's like, oh, fuck. I think it was crazy how the dude at the shop was like, yeah, we've got a pilot coming. Pretty sure he's coming. Might not. Who knows? And he's like... Fuck, okay, I better go and look for a pilot then. It's like, there is a pilot coming. They just said there's a pilot coming. Yeah. You don't need to leave to go and look for a pilot. Uh, and then he goes off into a gym and finds a dude doing some shoulder workouts. There's apparently a pilot. We'll get to, we'll get to that. Whoa, we'll get to that. coincidence. Um, anything more to say on her? Nah. No, like, she, she's not in it enough to okay. really nah. do much. Um, Mike Kelty Williamson as Wilson Uh, he was a good little character he's a bit part um, and he caused some freaking chaos throughout throughout the movie Uh, this guy you'll probably remember he played Bubba Blue in Forrest Gump and I could not see past that I was just thinking like Bubba I haven't actually seen Forrest Gump in a long time so I didn't actually make that connection but that's who he is he has that lip okay yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) Um, he probably had the best line in the movie, which was, hey, you all got the guns. <laughs> like trying to get the gut who to pick, who to pump the gas. Both the guys are like, look at him. He's like, hey, you guys got you guys got the guns. Yeah. So, yeah, that was probably the best line. He, he was a good little bit character. He was probably yeah. one of my, my favorite little characters. Yeah, in, in terms of bit characters, he was probably actually a stronger character than... Than the two oh, yeah. people. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. 
Brian Thompson has a helicopter pilot. Um, he's only a very, very small bit, oh. but I liked him. I liked him. He's this really buff guy in the gym who says he can fly a chopper. Uh, he yeah. agrees to do it, but he wants to take someone that is non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. He calls out to Vivian. We're leaving. Vivian appears and is real to be a very camp gay lover. And I just the way he looks at it, looks at um, Harry at the time and he goes, "Is this going to be a problem?" And he's like, "Because <laughs> he no. is a massive dude. Like he's uh, almost a pastiche of Schwarzenegger. Because like, yeah. even as an actor, like this has got to be a problem." So no, no, no problem. All good. All good. <laughs> that was actually a theme. It was a very progressively theme. I'm doing bunny ears quotations here. In that it starts with the video of evolution. Yep. Goes into all detail with that. When they're in the back of the truck, someone goes, "Is anyone here like a devout Christian?" And the person they turn to is like a homeless. scraggly homeless dude with brown teeth, and he's who's going, been screaming about yeah, the end is nine. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's just been going, yeah, I am. And then this, they have like a the transvestite at the diner and the gay couple of the pilot. And it's... Yeah. No, it was. What a, a lot yeah, of progressive things. It was. Actually. Very, very... For 1988. Oh, yeah. What year was it, Mikey? Uh, 1998, I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> you walked right into that one. Uh, after him, and he was a bit part, but after that, he's literally only bit parts. You see yeah. people just slightly no one of note, really. Not really. Uh, moving on to looks and tone. Looks and tone. Mike? Uh, soundtrack was really freaking good. I really like the soundtrack to the point where I'm probably going to listen to it through outside of the movie. I really Ooh. enjoyed it. Uh, the 80s synth electro type stuff. Really, yeah. uh, it, it's very dated, obviously. It's very 80s. It's very oh, yeah. 80s soundtrack. It, Incredibly. The synths 80s. in it I, I, I thought peak 80s. Yeah, I thought like... Um, uh, what's, oh, yeah. Very Cindy Lauper. <laughs> I uh, really enjoyed that. Um, the I thought it was really good how, uh, as it was three o'clock in the morning or quarter to four in the morning, and then it's in real time. I thought they did a really good job with displaying time passing. Yeah, where the sky is getting uh, lighter. It, like it's, and... as soon as it gets to the point where it's daytime, shit's starting to get more and more chaotic. The early, like the, yeah, the as the morning progresses, people are waking up, realizing what's going on. At one point, even the cops are like shit. We got to get out of here, and then it's just it gets chaos when it's in the early morning. Yeah, um, I thought that was done really well. Looks turn for me, like it was one of the saving graces for it. I'm not a massive fan of this movie, but I, I like the way it portrayed the '80s. Well, it was done in the mm. '80s, and it portrayed the '80s at the time. Well, which I suppose when you're in the '80s, it's pretty easy to do. Um, the, the flashes <laughs> of neon and 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 such. Um, you, you can tell when this movie is set without needing to Google mm. it, which is yeah. which is yeah, that, that which is, is oh, obviously yeah, late you know, '90s. Yeah, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> clearly. Well, yeah, you'll you'll find a lot with other '80s films though. They'll often try to hide. The 80s they, they, they'll like? hide the yeah. 80sness, but even uh, then, but even then, it's like, and that's how you, why you get certain tones sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, this is 80s He's, future, and yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Definitely. Whereas this just full of, yep, it is 1988 in this film, so it's 1988, and, and it just it said like, that 80s LA as well quite well. That hustle yeah. and bustle, that sort of thing, that was yeah. going through at the time, it was good. As far as other bits of time, like I liked that, that Harry was he was helped and hindered by various strangers um, who were usually initially unaware of the impending doom and the apocalypse that is coming mm-hmm. towards him. Um, he himself, in the process, he inadvertently caused the death of, of people, and I like the way they showed he was sort of he was deeply shaken by his, yep. sort of his events, mm-hmm. and you know that. But he, he still sort of he goes on. Um, when he sees Julie later on, yeah, he notes to her that there, there's been no confirmation of of, of yeah. the attacks. Um, am I just chicken? Am I yeah? Am I just chicken little? I, I really liked that aspect. Is like mm. I was half expecting it to be a hoax. Yeah, 
because you see that the, the, it goes into chaos. They haven't hit yet, and people are flooding the streets. And they're running over people and mm. all this kind of stuff. And I was waiting for no attacks to happen, and he's caused this yeah. mass hysteria. And, and it does keep that question going for a while. for for quite some time. Quite some time. The other thing I like is that as they sort of they're fearing the end, they all they all seem to they all seem to get that little bit extra, but they all seem to lose a bit of hope mm-hmm. as well. Like the both of them, sort of uh, himself and Julie, sort of mm-hmm. have a moment of like. Ugh. What, what yeah, the fuck's what going? Doing? What are we doing? Like, and then you see the um, the, the old mate who'd organised the helicopter right up on the roof. He's just started to pop every drug that yeah. he can find. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really liked that. He was like, "Oh fuck it!" Yeah, like this is happening. He's just pinging up there. Like they did a really good job of a uh, sense of unease through yeah. the entire film. Like from the start, from even to the point where he was getting up and getting dressed for the date. Even from then, where it had like the picture of like the blue angels yeah. on the TV playing the, the anthem, whatever it was from then on, it just felt, everything just felt just, uh, just uneasy. Um, obviously like something was building. I felt like it, it did that consistently through the entire film, uh, which I very much credit it for. Um, yeah. I helped a lot by the soundtrack again. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, much for, it. For me, shot structures and all that kind of thing. Very well built little film. There's <clears throat> one or two times where they hadn't fully gotten into the habit of using, well, also Depends on your budget, but uh, dollies a lot and that kind of thing. There's still a few steady cam shots where you can see the cameraman wobbling and whatnot. Uh, but a lot of well structured little scenes, like the the shot of him in the phone booth, mm. the way it's structured and it's got this theme of red for him in the foreground and blues and greens in the background. So he's in this red zone of panic and what the fuck is going on, and they're all still safe in the in the blue. So it's got little things to it like that, which I found very interesting and, and well executed. Anything more to say on looks and tone? Uh, it product product of its time. The effects mm. don't really hold up in parts. No. It's like, oh, that's yeah. a cheap little model. Yeah. Especially Gosh. the uh, and the yeah, uh, yeah, they were like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, how was it overall? What did you like? Not like? Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun little flick. I I liked the fact that it was. Uh, Left the question open for a long time of like, is he just chicken little? Is it just this idiot running around trying to save this lady and causing problems by telling everyone the world's going to end? Thought the story was interesting. The the way it looks and tones were fine. I'm mm. fine with shitty graphics. I enjoyed it. Feel like you're building up to a rant, so uh, you can go first. Okay, two minds on this film. One, I felt like it's actual the build up and the the actual atmosphere of the movie was a lot better than the actual content. Um, I felt like the movie was very much just a bare frame. It was this is the end of end of this end of these people's lives essentially, but then they just had to kill time, so they just had the bare minimum. Um, so it was frustrating to watch at times, but it still felt good I to watch. I think it was watch. deliberately frustrating. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I couldn't stand it. Uh, <laughs> I wanted it to be over so bad. Um, it had a few moments I didn't hate. I did like the chicken little aspect, uh, mainly the diner at the start. I liked the aspects that were were involved there with the different type of people that were in the diner. I really liked that. Well, I didn't like it. The pacing I found was frustratingly slow. Um, for a movie that always has something going on, there were so many times that it took a step forward and then it took two steps back yep. to fill in that time. Um, I could not stand the two main characters in the film. Yep. Um, I was willing on their deaths towards the end of it. Um, uh, they just seemed both so useless. Um, yep. Again, like I said, like when he told her to wait for the fucking chopper because he's securing one and then you see her running down the road, I'm like, fuck you, just die. Just go, go with the chopper pilot. She has made her choice 
Fuck her. Um, She's not willing to listen to the man in her life. Fuck her. Well, maybe she was... Maybe she went, I've only known this guy for 16 hours. I'm out of here. Um, It it felt like at that point it was just about to progress and it went backwards yet again. Mm. Uh, I liked most of the other characters in the film. Um, They just didn't get enough screen time. Uh, They were all basically just caricatures, caricatures of the types of people that you would find around the city at the time of filming. Um, And that therefore made them more interesting and likeable to me because they seemed like a real fucking person. Yeah, not a fan. Not Not a fan. Uh, fan. Would you recommend it, Matt? Yeah. Yes, I would. I'd say give it a watch. No, no, I wouldn't. Not unless you wanted to be utterly frustrated by a movie that really goes nowhere. Uh, He may as well have sat down and enjoyed his fucking eggs that he got served in the diner because he achieved nothing with it, with all the moments that he had to achieve something. Oh, that's an interesting premise for a film, kind of like, uh, uh, what was it, Last Man on Earth? No, The Man from Earth. If it's just like people in a diner, it's like, yep, the missiles are coming, and it's just people talking. Yeah. That would be interesting. I'd watch that. Mike, did you like it? Would you recommend it? I want to say yes, I really do, but no, I don't think I would. Um, I feel like if you want to go like an end of the world sort of thing, that's probably far better films than this one. Oh, it um, absolutely is. From an aesthetic, I'm not, I'm not from an aesthetic no. point, I quite enjoyed it. I actually watched it the first time and then rewatched it again to give myself a refresher. I didn't actually watch it the entirety the second time through. I kind of like skipped bits, um, and I enjoyed it a lot more on the second time through. Uh, probably because I skipped the really long, unnecessary, boring parts. But, nah, can't do it. Give it a skip. Alright. Spoils? Spoilery dude. Incredibly short spoiler warning. Uh, they all die. <laughs> they all die. As no, some people get away on the helicopter, we assume. No, everyone dies. As they fear the end, the helicopter pilot suddenly returns because uh, they're waiting. They finally got back to the building. He's finally went and got her and said, What are you doing? I'm trying to find a helicopter pilot. I've found one, you moron. Let's get to the building. They make their way to the building. Um, the helicopter pilot arrives, badly wounded, uh, feeling his promise to come back for them. As he says to him, oh, I told you I'd come back. As he's taken um, off the missile to shoot overhead. The EMP causes the helicopter systems to fail and they fall into the tar pits. As the helicopter sinks, the cabin fills with natural asphalt tar, which I can't imagine is a fucking pleasant experience Harry tries to comfort the hysterical Julie by saying someday they'll be found and probably put in a museum or maybe they will take a direct hit and be turned into diamonds this is apparently trying to make her feel better Julie accepting her fate calms down and takes comfort in the words of Harry the movie fades out as they fucking drown (laughs) in tar but then a final explosion is revealed and maybe they did take a direct hit Diamonds. Yay! So my thing is, he got her fucking killed anyway. Yep. He fucking do. Yep. <laughs> Might as well have stayed on the truck. Not cause the mass panic. Let's face it, if he just eats his eggs, or yeah. if he goes on the truck, there's no panic. Everyone just dies happily yeah. in yes. their fucking beds. She would have died in a Valium-induced stupor. Because she would never That's have got true. out of bed. That's true. Instead yeah, of being drowned in tar or turned into fucking nuked. diamonds by a nuclear blast. You're not, you're not wrong. Is that no. fact even possible? To no. turn a body into diamonds? No. I thought ash. 
We've got a lot of carbon. But... Uh, we've got a lot of carbon, but we'd also just be vaporized. Yeah. 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 It's incredible pressure pushing in on it, not just blowing us to bits. I tra- I, if I was her, and I'd ended up in this situation, and his company words are, oh, if we get hit by a nuclear, we might turn a dumb... I'd scratch his fucking eyes out. How is that supposed to make me feel better? Use his body as a tar canoe. I t- then to make your escape. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, use his body as a tauntaun. Like, should we warm and then drown? Yeah. Wait, I can't imagine natural asphalt's the most comfortable thing to die in. That's because the most comfortable thing to die in is a tauntaun. Hey, hey. I think a lot of things, drowning in anything is probably not a comfortable way to die. Mm. Drowning in puppies, maybe. Even then, it just do you know how tickly fur is, and you're actually oh, oh, oh wow. and you that guys have serious, serious, serious fucking allergies. allergies. <laughs> My oh. nose is blocking. <laughs> oh god, yeah, mm. yeah, that would be a horrible way to die. Is there any other spoilers? No, to, oh, other than I the just fact hate that how many coincidences Like it's got, to, it has to be. They have to have put the coincidences in on purpose. Yeah, like, the amount of coincidences that happened. Yeah. Just, I just thought it was bad filmmaking. How uh, we need an excuse for it. The, the it now looks off. like a coincidence looking back, but it was just oh, this this will work. Surely, surely, surely they were like he has a smoke, he throws it. The pigeon picks up the lit cigarette, puts it on the nest, which then burns the power of the hotel, which makes him late. That that kind of just being lazy. Uh, yeah, it was. Because then he's late for his death, so he's there at the exact time where he receives the phone call. The lady inside just happens to be... It's how he happens to get there, mate. It's, yes, it's a coincidence, but that's the, the way they needed to do it to make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, absolutely. It is lazy storytelling if you're sitting there and... It depends. It can either be lazy storytelling... Or absolute genius. Well, I think that's what I mean. Maybe like, it's absolute genius. Okay. Maybe so he, it's about not just a film about a nuclear apocalypse. Maybe it's about the hubris of man and not considering <laughs> the, the effects that our actions take on the world. I think it's, it's a story he, he leaves, about cause he leaves, the, he leaves the helicopter pad looking for a helicopter pilot. Mm-hmm. And he runs down and he's asking like three people randomly on the street or whatever. And then he follows some joggers into a gym. And then he asks... 15 people in there and he finds one person in this gym next to this build right next to this building and he's a helicopter pilot yeah like that, that can't just be them being a lazy storyteller they have to be writing that as purposefully maybe my it's maybe, oh, maybe the, the real story is he threw the cigarette off the pigeon picked it up didn't just get rid of the electricity burned the building down he's dead He's dead and he's going through his life and he's it's all the loss and misses and, and things of his life and he's trying to busty deal with gay them. Man. And busty gay man, because secretly he was gay, that's why he fell in love with this woman now after five minutes. It's just him trying to repress and and control himself. And that's why there's the phone call from a dad. It's not actually another person's dad, it's his dad. What's his it's the son that's calling, not the dad. But, but, yeah, but it's himself <laughs> calling the dad. He's trying to talk to his father through himself. <laughs> I'm just trying to make this up. Make no, it no, no. Not selling it. No, no. no. Damn it. Um, like I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was stupid. It's absolutely I, moronic. Like there, there, there's movies where you see where like that's just really convenient. But this one was like, there's been way too many really convenient moments for this yeah. not to have been the point or have been done on purpose. The hubris of man. It's <laughs> <laughs> not about the hubris of man, Matt. It's about really frustrating people. It's about edging. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Thanks. Overall, that was the film 
Miracle. Thank Mile. God it was over. Eighty-eight. Uh, next week's film is my pick. I have wait. Yes, yes yep. it is. I've picked yes, the film it Megaville. It's available on Netflix. Uh, not Megamind, Megaville. A sci-fi fantasy about a world where it is illegal to enjoy any kind of media except in a place called Megaville. And then there's some additional stuff there, but I'll leave that out for now. Okay. It has all sorts of people in it. J.C. Quinn. It's got a very, very young Billy Zane. Okay. The Phantom. Yeah, I kind of liked it and kind of fucking hated it at the same time.